0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Further Up, Further In podcast. This is Kayla, and I've got my friends Lindsay and Melanie with me today. You guys want to say hey? Hey! <laughs> yeah, we're super glad that you guys are here and super excited for this episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about authentic community, what that means, um, what we see in scripture about it, God's idea behind it. So yeah, Melanie, do you want to go ahead and share some of the background info behind it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um both authenticity and community are something that I just really value. I think they're both absolutely biblical and from the Lord. Um, but coming into freshman year of college, I had experienced community before and it was really beautiful and really awesome and genuine, um, which I think is the aspect of authenticity. And freshman year of college came in really not knowing anyone and found myself really struggling with lies about would I find community in college, mm. um, and what did that look like, and it became easy for me to believe lies that I would be um, never known fully by a friend, or that my heart wouldn't be known by people, um, and that just led to feelings of isolation and loneliness and anxiety, um, and those are all things that are absolutely not from the Lord, and not things that the Lord wants us to experience at all. <laughs> and
0: Hello, vehicle. Um, yeah, we're, we're at the park, um, <laughs> and we've got some interesting things going on around us. So if you hear cars, or birds, or dogs, or a really loud bang in the background, there's a guy flipping a tire oh, out yeah. here, <laughs> He's getting some strength training in, uh, mm. but that's what that's what all those background noises are. So, anyway, you're gonna keep going. Yeah, but basically, that was just something that was really
1: hard for me. One of the bigger struggles of freshman year, and you know, something that pops up at different times in life, particularly in times of transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it became apparent to me that community was something worth fighting for. It's an aspect of the Lord. Um, We see that the Trinity is the perfect example of community. Um, And that it is when we're walking in light, community comes forth from that. And Mm. when we're walking in step with the Lord, that's something he desires for us. Um, And I think that's something that a lot of people have a hard time with and wrestle with. So that's just why that's kind of my background with authentic community and why I think it's so valuable to talk about and to encourage people and spur people on and fighting for that and valuing that and seeing how Christ is reflected and at the center of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good, that's good. So that being said, we kind of, moving forward, we want to, to know, based off of scripture, based off of what we see in God's character in the Trinity, what is authentic community? What is an authentic relationship? What do we mean by that?
1: Yeah, my first thoughts when I think of authenticity are like vulnerability, honesty, um, not having to present a perfect front in front of the people you're around, but understanding that we're all broken and realizing that it's a beautiful thing that we're able to walk alongside each other in pursuit of Christ mm. despite our brokenness. Mm. Um and so authentic relationships, I think, champion that. I think um, in Romans twelve nine, it says, let love be genuine. And so I think authenticity and being genuine is an aspect of love. Um, so those are my first thoughts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that authentic relationships are ones in which um, you're willing to be honest, like Melanie said, with each other and that you are comfortable with having those harder conversations in order to spur each other on um, in Christ, because the whole point is for you together as you as you walk alongside each other and are in the same um, place at the same time to be pointed to Christ, not necessarily for you know you to feel better about yourself or just to have somebody to hang out with on Friday night although those are not bad things <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just not the point um yeah. it's definitely Christ and so um I know some of my sweetest mm-hmm. times um in college have been conversations where friends have been willing to say like Lindsay I don't think you're like spending your time as wisely as you should in this area or um this is something you did that you probably didn't know hurt me and and as weird as it sounds it's it's those conversations where i know that no matter what um with another believer if we're both committed to pursuing the lord and putting him first we can we can walk through anything because we're united in christ and so Mm. we're seeking peace and unity in that and and willing to forgive and willing to be vulnerable and honest and not present this perfect image
0: yeah Um, i think at the root of when we're talking about being authentic, being transparent, being being vulnerable, it, and the whole purpose of even looking at community is because of Jesus. That defines our whole lives. And when we look at the the picture that we have of Christ in the Gospels, we see a person and a friend who is so authentic Mm -hmm. we we never see jesus keeping things back we see him in the garden asking the disciples will you stay up with me will you Mm -hmm. will you keep watch with me my soul is troubled and and being very upfront about those things we see i mean He's basically naked on a cross for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if the perfect king is willing to display his brokenness so freely and finds joy and purpose in that, mm-hmm. then we can trust that there's going to be joy and purpose for us in that as well.
1: Yeah. And that's something I'm always stricken by in his words, particularly in his speech um, with the disciples and just when he's talking to a large crowd, is like, there is no aspect of Christ that. Filters what he's saying There's no disguisal Disguisal (laughs) Disguising of the truth Um, He is, you know He presents the truth as it is And he doesn't need to make excuses for it Or make it softer Um, But it's just, yeah It's authentic, it's genuine And that's an aspect of who he is And I'm so thankful for that Because it's
0: beautiful (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure
1: Hmm. Yeah Um, Oh, goodness, bug. (laughs) But also along that with not feeling like relationships are not a place where we need to present perfection. And that is so awesome. That's so awesome. I know for me when I was coming into freshman year at the beginning of that, um, there were so many moments where I was meeting someone and we would just have small talk and it was hard to ever see their heart. Um, And that became something that, like, sent me into an existential crisis of like, where is the depth? Um, <laughs> but that's just the nature of meeting people. Yeah. Um, but in those times, it's like, man, like, I'm not really getting to know you. I'm not really seeing these things. And um, it's really sweet that there is no pressure on us to be seen as perfect. And to present ourselves as perfect is mm-hmm. to say that we don't need Christ. And that is never, ever, like, what I want to whether it's subconsciously or not um, be saying through the ways Mm -hmm. that I pursue people, treat people, any of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. We are broken and we are sinful. And so relationships don't have to be perfect and we're going to screw up. But Mm -hmm. forgiveness is such an aspect that is so beautiful
2: and so necessary.
0: Yeah. I I hadn't even thought about this before, but just when you were saying that right there, that's almost like a really good check for me is just, am I struggling to be transparent with people I don't know that well, with my close friends? Mm -hmm. And and I can look to that and see then, okay, how comfortable am I declaring that I am someone so broken that the king of everything had to die for me? Yeah. That's, that's such yeah. a good check of just how, how easy is it for me to be transparent and vulnerable? How am I letting sin creep in and put distance between me and Jesus? And yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah. Cause I think if we walk in full confidence in our identity in him, now that he's you know, sanctifying us and, and calls us his, his daughters and his sons and that we're, eternally loved no matter you know like how bad we screw up he still wants us if we can really lean on that knowledge and really believe that then we're going to be able to take risks with people and love in a very sacrificial way that you know without that knowledge and without that like confidence we would probably try to save face and, and present a more perfect image or or not be willing to really go out of our way and be vulnerable with others in fear that they might reject us. But we know that it isn't how they perceive us that mm-hmm. defines us. It's yeah. something so much more. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's such a big aspect or such a freeing thing to be able to walk in confidence of who the Lord has made you and to not find your identity in relationships and in people. Yeah. Um, and how, like, sweet and beautiful that is. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that we are already chosen and co-heirs with Christ like that just the aspect of that I don't want that to ever get old that Mm -hmm. God looks upon us and grants us the inheritance um that Jesus has Mm -hmm. um that we're beloved that we're already completely seen already Mm -hmm. completely known and completely heard and because all of those things are true they don't need to be things that we seek from our friends yeah um And I do think there are really beautiful friendships where you do um, get to know someone's heart deeply and in a really beautiful, unique way. Um, But only disappointment comes from having expectations from friends where I think, man, I needed this from this person and they didn't provide that, or I didn't feel fully known there. And that's just evidence that those things can only be supplied by the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And that, ah, man, that's something I have to remind myself all the time. Yeah. um, That he fulfills those higher needs. And so there's not pressure um, on me to meet every expectation. um, And I'm not going to. And so there's freedom within that.
0: Yeah, that's something that we were talking about earlier is just how freeing authenticity actually is. It seems scary. Mm -hmm. It seems intimidating. It can seem like a burden. But we see... In, in the New Testament, in Second Corinthians, it says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so when we're yeah. finding community and we're, we're with brothers and sisters who have the Spirit in them, there's so much freedom in that. And and one of the things that you know Mel had mentioned earlier was just the freedom that comes with being so transparent with people. Mm. Of just, you know, the, the pressure's off. We don't see the character of our Father being one that pressures us into things. And so the community that models him isn't going to have that either. And so just uh, I love what you said earlier about um what, like meeting someone for the first time and mm-hmm. having the freedom to just be honest with them. Yeah. Do you can you talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah, that I think there was a interesting point in my life where particularly with freshman year when small talk was happening and you're you're just meeting people all the time and you're like who are my friends going to be? <laughs> yeah. It's always like a background thought that I think everyone has. But um, (laughs) you're meeting someone and you're immediately hearing the answers that you've given to 100 people, they've given to 100 people, and when that's the case, you're receiving a script, not a person, or Mm -hmm. that's what you're portraying, and you know those aren't really the moments you're getting to know someone it's really cool though when you do meet someone new there's a girl I met the other day um and we were kind of in that phase that we kind (laughs) of got to get through and you got to fight past it a little bit and we started talking about a movie that we both really love and it was immediately like oh my gosh I'm seeing her like we're getting past this moment and I'm getting Mm -hmm. to know her and it was really sweet oh we gotta be on the premises.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm you man. hear some screams bye, or some <laughs> loud okay. noise. Just a heads up about. I what's think going it's, on. Gone. it's we, gone. It went that way. Might come back. <laughs> Y'all pray now that <laughs> that it doesn't. Oh, um, okay, I think it's gone.
1: Yeah, but like just meeting people and having freedom, even within that, to be like you know, today hasn't been the swellest, and these are some of the things going on within my mind right now, yeah. and I think whenever someone does that with me, I immediately appreciate it, and that just shows yeah. that, like, we naturally
0: desire that. Yeah, or being able to be honest enough to, to tell someone, like, I would love to be your friend. Yeah. Oh, no, that's I, my favorite thing. Yeah, like, like I didn't realize that I could do that and even with expectations we were, we were talking about earlier it's only been in the past probably the past year of my life that I've realized that yes I can share the deep things and the hard things with the body but but all of these little lies that don't seem like a big deal that come up along the way that are even about how a relationship functions I can talk about those things almost like a ton of like define their relationship talks with all of these friends and stuff like that like there's freedom to be able to talk about those things and to be able to talk about unhealthy expectations that I have or that I feel like they have like we're allowed to say those things it doesn't have to be some Mm -hmm. super complex thing that we just leave each other to figure out with on our own and Mm -hmm. just we're able to tell people hey like I know it wasn't like that kind and it was pretty selfish but I really was expecting you to be there for me and you weren't and Mm -hmm. it hurt my feelings and I know it shouldn't but it did like I'm allowed to say those things to people and that's huge and it's just like if I were to keep it to myself, if I'm going to keep it in the darkness and it is a lie, darkness only breeds in darkness. And so it's just going to fester and grow bigger. And Mm -hmm. I want truth. And the whole point of truth, no, no, the whole point of community is to point me back to truth. And so why don't I just run there in the first place and be honest with people and let them know the lies that I'm struggling with in regard to community and let them point me back to Jesus. And I think that's another thing too, is just like, like when you were talking about like we're not looking to community and relationships in themselves to fill some gap. Mm -hmm. We're not like that. Doesn't, they're not sufficient in and of themselves to satisfy us, to fulfill us. Mm -hmm. And so just like this litmus test check that we talked about every single day, I've got to wake up resting in the gospel, resting in who Jesus is and reminding myself, I am known by the Lord Mm -hmm. I am loved by the Lord. I am seen by the Lord. And it is a joy to be fully known by the Lord. And so then from there, if I'm operating out of that mindset, Mm. I'm not worried about who sees me and who knows me. I'm Mm. focused on knowing and seeing everyone else. And that changes everything. There's so much freedom in that.
2: And it's so much more joyful, too, um, when you're focusing on others, because I think when we focus on ourselves, we think so much of... I mean on it like for me at least I just get bratty when I focus on myself <laughs> just of like oh but God I wanted it this way or like this is really what I was hoping and and that's just so selfish and, yeah. and it's also so ridiculous of me to think that I know better than the Lord does but when I'm focusing on others and like just trying to love them well and, and serve them there's so much more joy and so much less room for disappointment yeah. honestly because we're so much more thankful in in the things that we've already been blessed with. Yeah.
0: Speaking of thankfulness.
2: Yeah. So just a a fun little tidbit I heard the other day from a friend um, that I just think is really cool is um, there's this one pathway in your brain that is the pathway for both like anxiousness slash fear, but also for thankfulness. And because it's one path, they're mutually exclusive. So you cannot feel... Um, fearful or anxious about something and also um, feel thankful at the same time so um, one just kind of practical way knowing that of dealing with like the anxiousness that comes from feeling like you don't necessarily have the best community or feeling isolated and things like that is to be thankful for other areas in your life um, and you'll more than likely feel that anxiety kind of of subside that mm. just feeling of, of nerves um, yeah so it's really cool to try to have an attitude and a posture
0: of, of gratitude yeah. Um, yeah it can change a lot i think bouncing off of that something that um, i was talking to a friend about the other day not in regards to specifically community but i think it's applicable is you know we we talked about you know when we have these seasons where maybe we're really struggling to have time with the lord or we're really struggling to get in the word it's easy to start believing lies that put put more distance between us and the word and us and the father and the quicker we can realize that the only thing that's going to fix this is time in the word yeah. the quicker we get back into it and so when we're we're dealing with issues in community or we're feeling lonely we're feeling isolated and it leads us to a want, naturally, to want to be more isolated. The only thing that's really going to fix that is seeking Jesus mm-hmm. and seeking community. Yeah. And so we, the quicker we realize that and the quicker we can combat that and plug ourselves back in, the better we're going to be. I
1: have two tiny little stories that go along with
0: that. I thought you were going to say tiny little ants. <laughs> and
1: two tiny little ants right here, which is also true. There's yeah, so those. many bugs here. I don't even, they just appeared when we started speaking. Um so <laughs> But yeah. what was I even saying? Right. Two little okay. stories. The really sweet thing, yeah, one of the cool things about how, like, when we're believing lies or when truth is hard to decipher in our own minds and when anxiety or being overwhelmed is, like, within our head, that's a time when community is so beautiful and so sweet that it points us back to mm-hmm. Christ. Um, literally, like, two weeks ago, we're a week into school, <laughs> I was so overwhelmed and just full of anxiety for school due to so many different reasons. And something that's true of me and the way my mind works when I get anxious about something or feelings like that and I don't voice them, they mm. fester. Yeah. Um, if I don't bring that darkness to light, then it breeds more darkness and yeah. it doesn't transform it to light. And so I was like, man, I need someone to speak truth in me. Mm. And what was really sweet is I knew that I had several people I could turn to um, and that they would do that. And that is such a blessing. Um, but yeah, I texted one of my friends. I was literally in my bathroom crying, the most dramatic, and we've all been there. And um, I texted her, and I said, girl, are you free in the morning? She said yes. She blessed me. And I saw her the next morning, and I knew that I needed some external words to point me to Christ, and she was faithful in doing that, and that is a faithfulness of Christ that he's provided
0: that. Uh,
1: And that's really cool
0: and that's okay Um, yeah we're allowed to do like that's what we're talking about this freedom that comes like we are allowed to lean on the body yeah I
1: never want to I mean I am never like when it is already hard for me to decipher truth I'm already depending on myself and Mm. depending on my own strength like I don't want to be an island where I'm only attempting to do things alone Mm. and it's so sweet that you know my friend kind of rowed the boat over to me helped a sister out um and that's a really cool thing of community um and god's word absolutely does that as well and And i think that's that's, from the lord that
0: might be one thing that we don't realize too is you know we we preach truth to ourselves all the time and and that's so important oh yeah Yeah. but it's it's actually the spirit that's preaching truth to Mm -hmm. us and so when we seek out community it's still the spirit preaching truth to us. Like it's the same exact thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking through
2: them. Yeah. And it's definitely something you have to, have to like be conscious about. And like in that idea of taking every thought captive Mm -hmm. and making it submissive to Christ. Um, There have been times where like the season of life I was in, it was just like hard and and sad. and, And it was things that honestly, if I had put in more effort of, spending time with the Lord and reminding myself of truth and, you know, taking every thought captive and recognizing that a lot of the things I was believing were lies, yeah. mm-hmm. it would have avoided a lot more pain. Oh, and, yeah. and in that too, I think the, one of the main lies I was believing kind of going full circle was that community was not help, that I was just too alone. I was the only person feeling this way. Yeah. I was too isolated as it is. And I think Satan knows what you desperately need Mm -hmm. is not what he wants for you. And so he's going to try to put these lies of like, Oh, "Oh, anything to avoid community. And so I did, and I was very isolated for several years. And when I finally realized that it was loving people who would speak truth over me Mm -hmm. and time in the word and like really turning to the Lord, despite the hard things Mm -hmm. like that was so beautiful to see um, so much joy and freedom come out of that
0: yeah well we see like God's character from the beginning like we said earlier is a community and so if if the enemy is trying to get us away from that isolation is going to be his number one way to go but that being said the spirit of Christ dwells in us and so even if we're not physically with other people even if we're in a season where we don't feel like we're surrounded by biblical community because that's gonna happen
2: Mm -hmm. we
0: we still have communion with the father Mm -hmm. he still somehow provides people and provides hope Um,
2: especially as freshmen like what mel was saying earlier of like shallow conversations just not seeming fulfilling at all and mm -hmm. feeling so repetitive it's okay that those things take time and yeah. and sometimes the waiting process will make you more thankful for it later. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. When you, like, do have, like, that authentic community because you've spent time getting to know each other's hearts and yeah. and it's okay that it doesn't happen overnight. And so, like, just be patient with that and, and trust that, like, yeah. God is still the one who fulfills all those desires and He's dwelling within you and so you are never alone yeah. and you're yeah. not facing anything alone.
0: Yeah, we can't emphasize enough that... Um, community is so beautiful and it's Mm -hmm. such a cool gift that the father gives but he in and of himself is sufficient for us Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah.
1: he's the one that equips us he's the one that is always with Mm -hmm. us and that's so beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. and absolutely i do think that waiting period which is inevitable if you're in a new place and you don't know anyone it, the first day you're there you're probably not going to step into a vibrant community out of nowhere um there is that time that can be really difficult yeah. Um, but yeah i remember distinctly there was a day my first semester freshman year um that i was really lonely it was my birthday <laughs> and <laughs> something that was like so gracious and just cool of the father was i remember that day and it was really hard And the next year, I was able to have this, like, checkpoint day, because I know what my birthday is, and saw such a difference, and was lifted up by community and encouraged, and, you know, in the word it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, and there was just a lot of rejoicing, and I was like, wow, in one year, the Lord transforms things in ways that I can never anticipate, and, I mean... What an aspect of His grace and an evidence of His grace. Everything that Mm. we don't deserve, which is everything, because we deserve death, Mm. is grace. And um, all of that was grace. So community is grace. Those things that the Lord provides for us are directly from Him, and that's His faithfulness, which is so sweet.
2: Um, My freshman year, kind of the same, of at least the fall semester, I had friends but really just more so people I sat with in the student center more than anything yeah. if i being honest and then I was like very prayerful about finding those like lifelong friendships of, of fellow believers and, and girls who could really encourage me and walk alongside me and I could encourage and, and love and serve um, and I saw the Lord really answer that spring semester and so I think that he used fall for me to realize that my identity was only in him and that Mm -hmm. he was enough. And then in the spring to show me like how much he loves me and how much he like listens when I cry out to him to, to answer that prayer. Um, and so if you personally are, are feeling like you are just kind of like, I don't know, on the outside looking in and still don't feel like you have a, a place, or you're not plugged into one of these like vibrant communities um, of believers. Like, don't don't fret. <laughs> um, I don't think that's a prayer that the Lord would not answer. Yeah, um, yeah. His timing isn't our timing, but know that like He is a good Father who mm. has your like best plan in mind and in your best like hopes and dreams. Like He's got yeah, all of that yeah. in His hands. Yeah. So. And
0: it's also like He his goal ultimately is is for us to be found in him, to know more about him. And we see every every person is made in the image mm-hmm. of God. And so and everyone's different. And so that means mm-hmm. as we meet all of these different people we learn more things about the character of god than we could ever know without community um i do want to take a second to say before we kind of segue into talking about being a part of a community a part of a body just to take a second to kind of kind of address maybe some questions proactively that could come up of being like the body is such a gift and it's all grace but like we've already established it's broken yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's. it can be really intimidating to be around community. It can be kind of fearful. You can get hurt around community. You probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we could talk for a while about how at some point all of us have been hurt by the body. Oh. Jesus was hurt by the body. Mm-hmm. Jesus was killed by the body. And, and so praise God that our saving grace is not the body, you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, but the whole point of this Mm -hmm. is that seeing more of Jesus through both the good parts and the bad parts of the body is worth being hurt. Mm -hmm. It's worth the pain. It's worth being known. It's worth the sacrifices, knowing our King more deeply is worth it. And so we want to encourage you guys to pursue that wherever you are, um, to be a part of a local body of believers, to have a friend group that, that knows you, that you know, that you're yeah. serving, praying, worshiping with, um, diving into the word together. Um, because yeah, it, it's something, it's a way that we learn about Christ that no other way can, can fill that void.
2: And, and make sure too, that like as sweet as that gospel centered community is that you are not friends exclusively with believers because then we also kind of miss the mark um if we don't ever reach out to non-believers um we can't share our faith with them if if, you know we're kind of like exclusively hanging out with believers and so um what I found really helpful as a freshman someone kind of described to me of like have your have your like core group of believers who yeah you share your hearts with and you are honest and open with and really like pray for one another and and seek out the good of each other and then have friends too just a little outside of that circle of, of like influence and that primary core group um to be like close friends who maybe you don't turn to when when you need like biblical truth preached at you but you go to and and hang out with and enjoy spending time with because that's not bad community it's it's important to like we see Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners and so like it's important to make sure that as good as this biblical community is it's not
0: the only one we find ourselves yeah, a part of for sure it's like, how's the church supposed to grow if it never leaves the church mm-hmm. yeah. you know um and we see mm-hmm. Jesus talking about in Matthew the kingdom of heaven is like a big feast that we were supposed to go invite literally anyone that we can find into mm-hmm. and um and so that's what we want to do we want to have this awesome group but we want to constantly be looking out for more people we can bring into it
1: yeah yeah sure and that's something that's if this is a college student listening that's something that's really cool about college is that there are a million different types of communities and things to be involved in around you yeah and i know for me i got plugged into community and that was so sweet but i knew like okay these aren't you know these aren't the only friends i want to make like if i know that christ is in me then it is missional to um, love believers and to invite them into that, and just to pursue them too, and know that like you love them, yeah, <laughs> um, even if they're different, you know, just just stuff like that. But college is a really, really almost easy way to do that. Yeah. Um, sophomore year, I was like, man, I want to get plugged into some things where I can just. Love the people around me um, that don't have the love of Christ. And it was also a way I could pursue passions of mine. And I joined um, just some different groups um, that didn't have to do with the church. And it was really sweet. And there's a million things, like whether that's um, on a concourse that you have or just a club or anything, you know, the the ability to do that is before you um, in a very easy and accessible way. And that is so
0: Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple minutes left. Do you um you just start talking about like what, what it mm-hmm. actually looks like to be yeah part of a body.
1: Yeah, for sure. Something that you touched on um was the aspect that a body is different. It's not made up of people that are all the same. Um and we see that in First Corinthians twelve. Yeah. When it is talking about how a body is made of many members. Um and at one point it says, If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would make that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Hmm. Um, being a part of a body is something that is diverse and has differences, and the thing we have in common is Christ, and we don't need to have anything else in common. And that is so Awesome. So cool.
2: It's so cool to see how, you know, I, I look at some of the friends that I've made who are believers just, like, over the, the course of my entire life. And, and to think of, you know, honestly, like, if it weren't for Christ, we were so different. Yeah. I don't know if we would have ended up in the same circles. And yeah. It was so cool to get to know you on a deep level and to know your heart and, and to hear things from a perspective that I know is wildly different than mine. yeah. Um, yeah. and that's just really mm. cool to see how Christ is so unifying. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I know Kayla, you already touched on this, some too, just the aspect that God is so complex mm-hmm. and um, as different people, we notice different aspects of Him. Mm. Um, we see Him in different lights. And so by knowing people that are different from us, we're going to experience God in a different way. Yeah, um, And that brings a greater, vaster understanding to Him. Even though we're never going to fully understand Him, it's so cool to be introduced to more of His character through our brothers and sisters. Yeah,
0: and if it's true like what Jesus says in John 17, this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and we're going to know more about him in community. How mm. much more do we want to run full speed ahead towards community? Yeah.
1: Something too that's really sweet um, about fellowship in First John 1, 7, it mm. says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us all from sin. Um, something that's really cool to me about community and fellowship is that it's a byproduct of light. It's a byproduct of walking in the light of Christ. Um, and you see that in Christ-centered community. And that's yeah. just a reminder that truly, at the end of the day, it's not about each other. It's not about ourselves within that. Christ is still at the center of that. And yeah. I think that's such—that mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. the point of community. And that's yeah. so important to remember.
2: Yeah. Like Proverbs, yeah. And, and Proverbs 27 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one land sharpens mm-hmm. another. So we know that community— um does like encourage us and kind of kind of like propel us to grow in ways that we might have been slower to on our own oh, yeah. uh, and so that's just another sweet like you were saying byproduct yeah. of um being a part of a of a gospel-centered community
0: yeah it's cool that you know we we had talked about this a little bit earlier but like 1 Corinthians 13 and Romans 12, these are all such good pictures of of how we can love one another, but it's easy to initially read that and feel the pressure of it and start wondering, am I actually doing enough? Like, do I model this well? What does that look like in my life? But we've got to come back first to the beauties of Jesus and see that 1 Corinthians 13, this is the character of Christ that we're given. And in Romans twelve, this is how Christ comes to us. This is how he loves us. This is how he treats us. And that changes everything. That brings us back to that place of freedom, not pressure. Yeah. Um yeah. and pressure is never something that we see coming from our Father. And that that is so, so sweet. And so one one thing that we wanted to make sure that we hit on is that it is so cool that we get to care for one another, that we get to come alongside one another in all these different types of seasons because Christ has done that for us. Um, And we see so many verses in scripture talking about bearing one another's burdens. But as we see that, it, it doesn't mean like, oh, you're carrying a 50 pound weight of suffering. Let me come alongside you and take that 50 pounds from you. It's like, no. Let's get maybe 10 people and let's all distribute it and take mm-hmm. it to the cross. Like, let's leave it at the feet of Jesus because we're, we're not called to do life alone, but we're also not called to take on someone else's life and try to carry it and fix it. That's like the role of Jesus, not us. We don't us. have that power. Yeah, for sure,
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I
1: don't know
0: what I was looking for.
2: Yeah, um, just in that with bearing people's burdens, I know there have been times where I haven't like done that super well in the past of where I definitely felt like more was on my shoulders than I actually was and, and even though it kind of came from a good place of like wanting to help a sister out, ultimately it was my pride that led me to think that I was more responsible mm. than I was and there was more pressure on me to, to fix the situation when in reality it was much beyond me. Yeah. and. Um, I could speak truth over her and I could pray for her and encourage her. And mm-hmm. and that was my role was yeah. to be a, a good friend to her, not, yeah. not like to, to change the way she was feeling. I, I, there's no way you can do that.
0: And it's like we talked about earlier, the, the whole role of community is to point us deeper into Christ and mm-hmm. to teach us more about Christ. So then in those individual situations and relationships as part of a community, our only role is to point people back to Jesus, who is the one that can bear their burdens, who is the one that can satisfy them. And that brings us back to that place of freedom again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there... A verse that I always rest on um, is Matthew 11:28, 28, mm-hmm. in which it just says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Um it's really sweet that we can walk alongside each other um, and we can weep together and rejoice together and fight through the trenches of life together. That's so sweet. Um, But also the Lord has called upon us to give him our burdens um, and that is good and freeing and something he loves to do.
0: Yeah, Um, Something he's good at.
1: Yeah, he has the capacity to carry the entire world's burdens on his pinky finger, y'all. Like... It is so beautiful, and it is a way that we were able to trust him. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just remembering that that's also part of his character, um, and trusting him in that way, um, that's Mm. a sweet way to turn to him. Yeah. Mm. Should we touch on a few practical things before we end? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. A little light bulb moment for me in college was when I realized that if I wanted to be friends with someone, I could tell them yeah (laughs) and this is like one of my biggest little practical pieces of advice if you see someone and you just think man i respect her or i just want to know that girl better or whatever it is it is normal it is acceptable it is awesome to genuinely just go up to that person and say hey girl I would love to get to know you better. Yeah, That's not like I'm taking you on a date. <laughs> I would love to get you know, get to know you better. Would you want to grab coffee this week? Or would you want to, you know, go to breakfast, go to a park, anything? It's so okay and awesome to do that. And yeah. it does speed mm-hmm. things along
0: a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, it's like we said at the beginning. We want to operate out of transparency. And, yeah. And be so transparent with people. And I know I had a friend of mine sit me down um, probably probably a month ago now and and I was just believing a lot of lies about Mm -hmm. our friendship and honestly wasn't being quick to assume the best about my friends I was being so quick to assume the worst out of self-protection and fear and um you know one of the things that she said to me is she was like listen if if you're not fighting for our friendship And we want our friendship to be healthy and to be awesome and to teach us more about Christ. Mm -hmm. If you're only giving like 20% in this because you're afraid, that means for us to be healthy, I've got to give 180% now. Mm -hmm. And so like by being so quick to to be honest with me about these things, to be transparent, to fight to assume the best about our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. that's how we're gonna have healthy relationships and and no, that doesn't mean loving them perfectly and caring for them perfectly a lot of times it just looks like being honest because I know this whole conversation came up because I've been believing a bunch of lies and had been quiet about it for months and just sat on it and so yeah the I think the sooner that we're honest about those things the better the more like growth and Mm -hmm. healthiness we're gonna see from it.
2: One practical Mm -hmm. piece of advice I have is, um, a lot, a lot of people are waiting around for an invitation. Mm -hmm. And so be the one to invite because what doesn't get posted on Instagram is people (laughs) feeling lonely sitting at home. True. And so you're gonna like look and see and feel like everyone around you might have all these grand plans and like, Oh, I'm the only one sitting here feeling lonely, but no, like, invite people in and I think you'll be surprised by how many will also want to get to know you but we're also just waiting on an invitation and so be quick because like like we said earlier like we can be willing to risk and we can be we can handle people's rejection because that's not what defines us and so even if they don't want to hang out like okay, fine. Like move along. Doesn't yeah. say anything about yeah. you and Absolutely. your value.
0: Yeah. People used to tell me, I remember a couple of years ago, somebody had said to me, we were kind of having the same conversation and I was just like, I want to be included. Like I want to be invited. And they were like, well, you don't have to wait to be invited. You can invite others because you've already been invited by Jesus. And I was like, give me a barf bag. Like I was just like, oh. That is the most cliche thing I've ever heard in my life. And it was so frustrating to me. But it's not anymore. Like, okay, her tone probably made it way more frustrating than it actually was. But, like, I don't want that to be something so cheap to me. Of just like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I've been invited by Jesus, so I guess I can go invite people. Like, I want that to be life. Like, I have been given a place of honor, a seat at the table with Jesus. I don't have to wait on petty invitations uh-uh. to to go do these other things. And I want to give that all the weight that it deserves. I don't want to see it as something small and cliche anymore. I, yeah. I want to rest fully in the fact that I have been specifically reached out to and invited by Christ. And now that enables me to go invite everyone else.
1: Yeah, for sure. If you don't feel pursued, pursue others. That's like such a real thing. And it, it can be hard when you feel isolated to pursue because it's such a real desire to have people come to you but it is man it like really does mm-hmm. lead to fruit to just pursue someone and if that doesn't work out pursue another yeah. person yeah. and then invite people into your home yeah. Um, yeah. stuff like that that really is it's like such a practical thing mm-hmm. and people love it tiny thing one time freshman year i sent out in our group message of the dorm i was living in hey we're playing a game (laughs) in my room and it was just my roommates and my suite mates and we were like we could use more people should we tell (laughs) should we invite people is that a thing can i do that (laughs) it was like maybe the first time and probably one of the only times i ever talked in that group message and like 10 girls showed up it was like eight o'clock at night everyone's in their pajamas And I didn't know any of them at the beginning of it. And then we're laughing like 10 minutes later. Yeah. And it was so great. And that is something that you can do.
0: Yeah. We don't want to have not because we didn't ask. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to let fear hold the reins anymore on our our friendships. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Freedom, not fear. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one thing, too, that I found really helpful was when I was a freshman or, you know, I guess if you're in any phase and you feel like the newbie, um, find older people who have mm-hmm. been around and a lot of times they've started meeting younger people or even just like their friends their age you can plug in with and yeah. I, I found that so helpful to have somebody who is just a little further down the road than me to look up to but also who is a pal and who introduced me to more people my age yeah.
1: it was really helpful Yeah, I know I second that for sure Yeah,
0: that's cool well we're just about out of time a little bit over but it's okay um if you stuck around this far we appreciate it Mm -hmm. um but yeah thank you guys mel Lindsay, thanks for being here thanks for Mm -hmm. chatting Mm -hmm. um like always we want to thank you guys for tuning in and if you guys have any questions comments concerns criticisms whatever um shoot us an email let us know we we've gotten some really cool emails in the past week of just ways that the Spirit's been moving through some of these episodes, which has been so, so, so sweet. That's so awesome. Um, And so if that's you, if that applies to you, if you were the one that sent the email last week, send another one. (laughs) That's okay. We want to know what's going on. We want to know how the Lord's using this Mm -hmm. and and what He's doing. Um, For sure. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know if you need anything. Uh, Message us if you have any questions. And we'll see you next time.
1: Yay!